To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. We are back! <laughs> Just kidding, we're not doing another Jordan episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to... The Chiss Ascendancy. Episode 53. 53, baby. And today is a special episode, a couple of cool things... Uh, first of all, we're in a brand new studio. Yep, you may have noticed the room's a little bit different. The room's different, and uh, we lost so the brick. yep, we are in a brand new room, and we got uh, some big changes that are happening already, and some big ones to come. Mm-hmm. So we're excited. Um, Adam has uh, opened up an area for us here, so we're excited. And today we're celebrating. The title of today's episode is Celebrating the First Year of the Chess Ascendancy. Mm. Uh, so this is our 53rd episode, meaning that we've made it through a year's worth. Yep. And so last week we did something kind of different and cool by recording in the Star Wars room at my house. Yeah, I promise it. I went back and watched the footage, and because we had like a more fluorescent light on the background and a more natural light on us, it looked like we were in front of a green screen, but we were really there. No, we did not search the interwebs for <laughs> super cool Star Wars collection HD picture and put it on a green screen behind us. That's my stuff. Super cool uh, Star Wars collection with slanted shelf. Had to buy a house I could afford. Uneven pavement in the garage is what it is. Uh, so, when you buy a house, you can come talk to me. So, we're talking about <laughs> celebrating the first year of the Chiss Ascendancy. And so, instead of, you know, we're talking about before, sometimes you're watching the 100th episode of your favorite TV show or whatever. And it's really kind of a, it ends up being kind of a crappy state of affairs because it's like, Hey, remember when we did this? And mm-hmm. you kind of brought this up earlier where it's like... Yeah, that's always my least favorite episode. That's the episode I don't watch. That's the one that we skip and when you're re- rehashing it, you know? Because mm-hmm. you're like, this is actually just a bunch of bullcrap from before. So what we're not going to do today, besides my Jar Jar ears, is go back into the past and talk about our past episodes. We're still trudging and pushing ahead and moving forward. Um, and so we are going to cover just a little bit of... Um, there's not only really one thing of news... Uh, it turns out that uh, Alan Tudyk, I hope I'm saying that correctly, the guy that plays K2SO, uh, he confirmed that he will not be in the first season of the Cassian Andor show. Well, I'm not watching it. So we're tuning out. <laughs> uh, so um, basically what he said was if the show has more episodes than what they're filming right now, mm-hmm. um, he may be in later seasons or he may be in the pinnacle of the show. Uh, so my guess is that maybe the end of the show or towards the end of the show is when he captures and reprograms K2. And that's kind of like the send-off of the show. You know what I mean? But it kind of makes sense because, uh, you know, when they're in, when they're getting into, when they're on Jetta or when they're trying to get onto Scarif and steal the plants and stuff, K2 is the one that like kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, even though he is Imperial, it's just he always, because of the reprogramming, he's like, these are prisoners. 
I will take them with, like he says things that aren't droid-like. And so it does make sense that if it's going to be an undercover, like you're a spy and you're getting plans for the for the rebellion and things like that, it seems like he needs to be able to move and flow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It kind of, he kind of puts you in a corner as far as how much espionage you can do other than here's an Imperial droid. So I'm sad, but I also understand. And did you know that Alan Tudyk is 50? I didn't even know what his name was until 15 seconds ago. But you know what he looks like, right? I know what K2 looks like. Oh, you know what the actor looks like? No. Oh, dude, he. I thought he was like 35. He's like 49. He said he's going to be 15. No way he aged better than Finnick, though. Oh, yeah, no way. No She's way. He's like three score and seven years old. Three <laughs> score. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm excited for that show. And um, By the way, while we're talking about uh, ages and... Uh, year anniversaries mm-hmm. uh, that is my friend by the time this come out my my friend tim it'll be on his birthday so happy birthday tim if you're not listening to this forget you um also uh just as me when i was on facebook when i was like 12 what do you mean like uh well maybe not 12 i was probably like 23 when i made this joke but i was like <laughs> what's a way of difference <laughs> I said, uh, thanks everybody for the happy birthday wishes. And for those of you who didn't wish me happy birthday, you're dead to me. Yeah, that's, I, I'm down with that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, some interesting stuff and I'm excited. Um, <laughs> let's, let's just get into it. We got some stuff to cover. I've heard that Cassian fought for the CIS in the, the, so not the civil war, but the clone war. And so it'll be interesting if we see him young, see him, you know, that doesn't make any sense to me. If he's on the outer rim and, I don't know, Dooku comes in with a loaf of bread for all the people in need. and I mean, I guess. I'm just thinking, like, age-wise. I mean, I know yeah. he's been in the fight since he was six years old, but... Yeah, who knows? Uh, so, here's what we're doing. Today, we're talking about the best of Star Wars. And so, we have a slew of topics, and we're going to talk about our favorites of those things Mm. and so we're gonna it's gonna be rapid fire both of us like to analyze and think about things especially samuel i'm gonna have to work on and so out an answer real fast it's gonna be so much of us being like oh you wanna read the list i'll read the list all right so adam's gonna read the list and then we'll just go are you gonna go randomly Mm -hmm. no okay 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 as long as the thing that has fireworks around is the last one all right here we go Favorite ship? I'm gonna go with uh, Rogue Shadow. Oh dang, we're reaching into that freaking. Is that Star Killer ship? Yeah. Frick. Okay. It's a cool ship, dude. Um. Okay. Obviously, the Millennium Falcon's like the most well-known ship, so I'll stay away from there. Uh, you know what ship I've always liked is the Houndstooth, Bosk's ship. I like the name of it. Yeah, it's cool, and it also has a nice pattern for a coat. Um, I think that's what JLo wore to the inauguration. Uh, so if you, uh, if you don't know what the Houndstooth looks like, obviously you can Google it because it's 2021 or it gives you an excuse to watch the, uh, the box, um, series of episodes of the Clone Wars and the ship that Cad Bane finds to get Moralo Evol off of, uh, Narshadar or whatever. Uh, it's a similar ship, but very cool ship. It's, yeah. it's Bosks. It looks like a refrigerator that a lizard might be attracted to. That is strangely accurate. <laughs> so yeah, for me, obviously Slave One and the Millennium Falcon are super cool, but I'll say the Houndstooth. Cool. Favorite character. Boba Fett. Just in general? Yep. In general. 
Uh, Speed chess. Um, um, uh, pass. I don't know. Uh, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. We'll say Obi Wan. He's right. been my favorite for a long time. Yeah, I see both with that. Favorite Jedi. Obi Wan. Luke. Easy. Luke Skywalker. Uh, bounty hunter. Uh, Embo. Boba Fett. Next question. Yeah. Boba Fett. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, go ahead. Uh, favorite Sith is Bane. Yeah, I'd have to say Bane or Sidious. Probably Bane. If we're talking only canon, then Sidious. Yeah, I don't like Bane in that stupid samurai armor. I'm still pissed off about that. Well, I think it looks cool. It's it just... doesn't. It looks stupid. No, I think it looks cool. No. Also, the car- Mark Hamill does the voice for Darth Bane in the Clone Wars. So yeah, that's that pretty cool. sick. Um, I think that Bane in the Clone Wars looks cool, but I also think that because you have such a strong mental image of what he's supposed to look like from the books. Right. And that's, that's, that's the trilogy that I can reread the most, you know? So I have that mental image, but yeah, Sidious for me, except for Darth Bane, if we're talking outside of that. Revan's an honorable mention. Nihilus. You want to keep going? Uh, Darth Nil is cool. Darth Crate is cool. All right. We need to do an episode Next. about just Darth Crate. Favorite book? Uh, Probably Path of Destruction. Yeah, Darth Bane, Path of Destruction. Wow. It's a great book. Drew Carpishan, masterpiece. It's great, and it's one of those things that it's the start to an amazing, amazing trilogy, mm-hmm. but it also is it's so well self-contained. Book. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's rare that there's a book that's able to set up a trilogy and a great standalone book. Yeah. My friend Caleb Heinemann, he was asking me, uh, he was like, hey, I'm, I have this commute, and I have like, he said, I have my wife's Audible account, and I have like, she has 12 credits. And I was like, here's 12 books you should buy. And so he was like, where should I start? I want to know more about Thrawn because he listens to the podcast, mm-hmm. and obviously he's, he's going to start being a big deal. You know, Thrawn is also, <laughs> the the book just titled Thrawn, mm-hmm. the, the start to the second most recent Thrawn trilogy. It's right. also a great standalone novel. Yeah, that's, I totally that's agree. Trilogy. So I, he said, I want to know more about Thrawn. And I said, really, it's my preference that you read Heir to the Empire first and then jump into the new stuff just so you can kind of come along mm-hmm. the timeline. So he listened to Heir to the Empire and he goes, so he was like, man, the ending of that book really sucked. And I, obviously I took that personally. I was like, hey, watch your mouth, you know? And he was like, they just left everything up in the air. And I said, well, have you started the second book? And he goes... Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a standalone. And so then he finished the other two and he was like, okay, now it makes sense. So yeah, probably a uh, freaking path of destruction. And Bane's on there like this. So the cover's cool too, which is a big deal to me. Sidekick. How do you not say Chewbacca on this one? Do you consider Chewbacca a sidekick or are they more of partners? He's technically indebted to Han. There's the life debt. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I kind of consider them more partners in a way. Like to me, a sidekick is someone who does not have equal equal uh, say in the matter. You know what I mean? If Chewie stands his ground and goes... Han's, Han's making the calls. But if Chewie really, really stands his ground and is like, we should not do that. Han listens to him at least some of the time. Yeah, but that's sidekick stuff. <sighs> equal rights for Wookiees, 2021. Um, hey, the freak chic poncho is my favorite poncho in fallen order i would say then if we're going with that he is a sidekick probably him if he's not a sidekick uh 
Man. Okay, so if Chewbacca's not a psychic, what's your choice? Because that's the more interesting answer. R2 is a pretty ball and sidekick. Ooh, R2 is a really good one. He's very handy. Um, For having no hands. <laughs> Crap. Okay. Handy, but not handsy. Yuck. Uh, if we're talking about just sidekicks, like for instance, Imbo's dog is a really great sidekick. Yeah, that is the, the Nubis. That's a very cool dog. Um, for instance, um, okay, like Kuil, great sidekick. You are, know? You, are you picking one or? <laughs> Crap. I guess Vader to Palpatine is a great sidekick. I guess. He definitely has less say in that partnership be like, yeah, than Anakin's Chewbacca my favorite has. sidekick. Yeah, pretty o- pretty OP. Kyrie Irving is my least favorite sidekick. Speeder. Mm. <laughs> favorite speeder. Um, such a specific question that we asked ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just writing down questions so fast I didn't think of the answers. Um, it's hard to argue with the the speeder bikes on indoor. Yeah, those are cool. Those scout bikes, scout um, speeders are really good. Um, maybe you know what speeder looks dope though is that speeder that Han has in Solo when he's running away from the oh, stormtroopers. Yeah, that's a cool looking speeder. The blue one. You know, I couldn't tell you. It's either blue on, or like silver. On Corellia, you mean? Yeah. Right there it's just got a cool when he's running from it. from Moloch. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I guess. Oh, so I guess speeder bike is a different category technically. Well, it's just they're all speeders, man. Yeah, Hans is really Wessel cool. has a sick speeder. That's iconic. Does that count as a speeder? They're speeders, bro. Is that a ship though? It, it's like you're you're thinking speeder bike, but it's like saying a motorcycle in a car. It's like a passenger vehicle that's not. It's I guess not what, made for space. Okay, okay. Here's here's how I see a speeder. A speeder is. Um, like I don't think that Luke's land speeder, for instance, it it can't operate uh, on on Coruscant in the in the lanes like Zams can. So to me, that's that's a small ship. A speeder is something that has to float above the ground. So like in the Mandalorian, when those speeder bikes go over the cliff, they have they they. You see what I'm saying? But he calls it a speeder <laughs> in Episode Two. He said, "I had to find the right speeder, Master." Had to have the right requirements, the speed requirements, the open cockpit, the thing where I can see Padme from a distance. You know, the stuff. Man, that's controversial right there. To me, that's more of like a, it's a, it's a car versus a scooter or a moped. You know what I mean? Just pick one, man. Well, you opened up a freaking can of worms by saying- I thought we agreed on what a speeder was. Anything that can, that can't survive out of atmosphere. That's a lot of freaking crap. The Imperial Troop Transport is dope. Yeah, but it's not called a speeder. God dang it. Okay, uh Frick. Um Count Dooku's on Tatooine. I mean uh, Geonosis. Okay, yeah. That's cool. Uh Planet. Planet. <laughs> um probably Kashyyyk for me. Or a Coruscant, but you have a house on the Minari Mountains. Hmm. You know what planet is cool is that uh, 
like micro planet where the whales live that's in the middle of that nebula that's a cool planet Ooh, yeah that's pretty basically cool. like pandora from avatar you got floating rocks and stuff like that I like yeah that one. i don't know the name of it but i'm gonna go with that one um also high on my list is like Korriban, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of it's if you're thinking of where would I love to live, a place like what you're talking about, or mm-hmm. like Kashyyyk, I wouldn't want to live on Korriban. Well, I wouldn't want to live on Kashyyyk either. It's oh, like really? the Australia of space. Oh, that's true. In Fallen Order, there's like it's death, dude. Here's a mosquito. That's even, the size of a house. Even in Legends and Canon, it just talks about how like lethal everything in Kashyyyk is. That's why they. Am I yeah? Naboo's a sweep. Am I a Wookie though? If I'm a Wookie, I can live on Kashyyyk or a Trandoshan. Or if I'm a Wampa, I can live on Hoth. Yeah, but it's still very barren. I'd rather be a Wampa on Naboo. I wouldn't, man. No, they're made for the cold. Hmm. A Wampa would be miserable on Naboo. He could survive. Non-force user. How many times can I answer both? In the Fett? movies, <laughs> in the movies, or in get everything? Bo- get both. Rank them. <laughs> Mine is uh, Tony Tapony. I'm going to go Fifel Goes West. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go really specific here just because I want to give him some love and I don't think I'm going to be able to answer him for any other question. I like DJ. I think he's a really cool character. Really? I'm, I'm just going to say in the non-Force user in the last trilogy. Okay. So let's do this. Non-Force user from each trilogy and Legends. Go. So your sequel trilogy is DJ. My sequel trilogy, it can't be Finn because of... He's Force aware. He's Force aware. Uh, can't be Snoke or Palpatine or Kylo or Rey. It can't be Finn. It could be Hux. I do like Hux a lot. General Pride is also cool. General Pride's really cool. I like Captain Kennedy. Uh, the guy from The Last Jedi that's like... Launch our fighters five bloody minutes ago. That grumpy guy from the very yeah. beginning. He's super cool. Um, my favorite non-force user from the sequel trilogy. Um, frickin' Frick. Probably. Chewbacca? Chewbacca? Yeah, Chewbacca. Are you just going to say Chewbacca for all of them? He's hard not to love. Probably Chewbacca. Prequel trilogy, Padme. Prequel trilogy, I will take um, General Grievous. Okay. And original trilogy? Original trilogy's got to be Han Solo. And if you count the Legends material that he's forced to wear, I'll take Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I was thinking Lando. I really like Lando. But you don't like Lando more than Han. Yeah? Yeah, I do like Han. I'm going to go with Han. Okay, and then Legends. You go first. Okay. From Legends... Well, put me on the spot. (laughs) From Legends, my favorite non-Force user... Man, that takes a lot of cool characters out. Okay, so let me think. Old Republic, (coughs) New Republic... Um, I'll say Thrawn from oh, Le- yeah. Legends Material. That makes sense. Yeah, Thrawn, same. Okay. I was thinking that already. Not just because you said it. <laughs> movie. Favorite movie, I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith. Oh, hey. I'll probably stick with Empire Strikes Back. 
mainstream. All right, whatever. <laughs> uh, species sentient. Species sentient. Humans. <laughs> you know what? This is. I think mutants are pretty cool. Really? That's your go-to, huh? Not my go-to, but I think they're cool. They are pretty cool. Um, I like how they are basically the Illuminati in Star Wars. Um, oh, my God. I mean, Wookiees are super cool. Trandoshans. I'm trying to think outside of the box. Like, I'm trying to think of the hipster answer to everything because I don't want to. It's easy to be like, yeah, my favorite ship's the Millennium Falcon. You know I what I'm saying? You would say Gungan so fast. No, even though I do have Gungan ears on. Uh you know what species really stands out to me is obviously the chis are really cool, but I really like the species, uh, the whippids. Mm. That's what Kukruk is. And also uh, Nelvani. They're the guys from the, uh, they're only in the original Clone Wars, and they're that cool, um, like blue uh, dog looking species uh, that have the tattoos on them. Uh, there's also a version of that in um, Dark Disciple. There's that Jedi. He looks like a dog, a blue dog. Oh, really? He's good friends with Quinlan Foss. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what also a cool species is? Uh, Jindai, which is Dirge. Oh, Dirge yeah. Species. Those are cool. Yeah, very cool. There's a lot of species that were very, very talked about in Legends that haven't been explored and i would almost have liked them in like the sequel trilogy and the mandalorian stuff mandalorian has kept it very ot but the sequel trilogy came up with all these new species and i would have rather them quote-unquote introduce species that got a lot of love in legends but never really saw screen time you know what i mean so like like a jindai or a Whippet or things like that that we saw a little bit of in the original trilogy, but if they got more love instead of just introducing a slew of new aliens that we're never going to get toys of. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Uh, non-sentient. Wampas. Um, do we count Lothwolves as sentient? Yeah, for sure. They speak. So do parrots. Yeah, but... Speaking and free will are two different things. I don't know. I read a story about a uh, bird that escaped from its house, and it came back like two years later, and it was like fluent in Spanish. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Pretty crazy, right? Lothwolves are definitely right. sentient, uh, and that that's probably that could probably be your favorite freaking sentient species, Lothwolves. Yeah, they're cool. Um... I noticed that there's a picture of a loath wolf on one of the banners for the High Republic, and I'm very interested to see if there's going to be a loath wolf character. You know what species are cool is rancors. Yeah. They don't get a lot of love. I think that rancors get a lot of love. I think that rancors and wampas probably get the most love out of aliens that we see that aren't sentient. I feel like they're not talked about very much. Um, okay. You know what's a freaking crazy species? This is kind of Legends material, but the Acklay supposedly okay so when you see an acclay you think oh uh vornsker final answer oh that's cheating for those of you who are listening or watching and you don't know what a vornsker is a vornsker is a large uh it's a feline jet black type species and they use the force yeah. to hunt 
they use the force to hunt. And so the species that are also native to that planet are the uh, Islamari. Islamari, however you pronounce it. Um, and those are the thing that you see around Grand Admiral Thrawn's neck from old artwork because Thrawn would wear one around his neck to basically give him the upper hand so that force users couldn't try to intimidate him or use the force on him. Score or song? Mmm. Score or song? Uh, Dude, honestly... If we're going total score, I gotta go Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah, me too. Score for the whole movie, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. Favorite song? Duel of the Fates. Battle of the Heroes is also up there. I was gonna say Battle of the Heroes is super dope. I also like Across the Stars... Um, and if the Mandalorian counts, the Mandalorian gets me excited every time. Speaking of TV show. Okay. So are you, do you want to include the Mandalorian in TV shows? Uh, it's technically a streaming service show. It never aired on TV. Technically. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, uh, I think it's hard to compete with the, the Mandalorian, but as far as animated shows go, Clone Wars for sure. Clone Wars for sure. And also... Okay, by the way, the blue dog species is uh, Maran. M-A-H-R-A-N. Oh. The From Dark Disciple? Yeah, the Jedi's name is Desh. <clears throat> so they're not the same species? Akar Deshu. I don't know, but I'm just saying it's basically the same thing. It's a blue dog. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I would say probably Clone Wars. Um, although the episodes like World Between Worlds and things like that are very, very exciting to watch for Rebels. Um, Resistance is fun to watch because it's just kind of silly, but it doesn't have that depth that you're looking for that we've come to know from. The thing is used to, you could just watch cartoons because there were cartoons and they were fun. But Clone Wars has provided so much depth. Mm -hmm. And then Rebels, I would say, per capita as far as percentage-wise, probably has more talking about the Force specifically than Clone Wars just because Clone Wars has so many more episodes. And the Resistance kind of falls away from that. So Clone Wars and and then super underrated is the uh, original Clone Wars, which you can watch on YouTube. The whole thing is three hours, but it's worth it. Star Wars memory. It's very broad, but... I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? A memory from, like, your life that's Star Wars related that's your favorite? Um, I will always cherish the time when we first saw Rise of Skywalker and you cried so loud in the movie theater when Han came on the screen. (laughs) Well, that's I, th- I guess I cherish that moment, dude. I just remember I was watching. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I was here <laughs> over to my left. I was, and to this day, I'm still so invested in Kylo Ren as a character. And I remember thinking, "There's no way that Han's going to be in here. He can't." <laughs> I didn't even wipe my nose or blow my nose. I just freaking snotted snot all, all over myself, his, all the way down his chin. Dude, I do remember, even in the moment, being surprised at myself. <laughs> Dude, it was so loud. You go, 
<laughs> okay, so I'm sitting here, right? And Han makes his way on screen, and Harrison Ford gets me with just, Dad. hey, kid. And then when he was like, I think the part that, I don't even remember. I have to rewatch the scene, but the part that really got me was when he it, was like. It's when, it's when he called him dad. That's that's when you were like. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have that strength to do it. And I was like, oh, full circle. So full circle moment. And he goes, you do. And it's something like that. Anyways, when he goes, dad, I was like, <laughs> dude, I really did lose it. Oh, my God. So I'll cherish that forever. <laughs> I will say that watching um, going to work on a Wednesday as a youth pastor and working 9 o'clock to like 10 o'clock at night, going home and taking a super fast shower and getting to the movie theater at 11, two yeah, hours before episode Star one starts, and watching the entire marathon through 7. And I was down to make it through 9, but there was nowhere in our area that was showing all 9 movies, and I'm still pissed. But... Going with the bros yeah, to that was a wild the trip. seven movie marathon was pretty dope. Um, action figure. Uh, Juno Eclipse. Nice. It's one of two figures I actually own. I put it on there because I didn't know if there was one that you really were fond of as a kid. Maybe the Obi-Wan with the uh, giant with the magnet in his hand. hand. Yeah, for sure. Or the Obi-Wan with the uh, pillar that split in two. Mm-hmm. That was a cool one. Good playability. Or the Obi-Wan that had the diving board that you could flick and you do a front flip oh yeah and the magnetic little mm-hmm. thing um, I had a lot of obi-wan toys <laughs> uh one of my favorites that's kind of sillier is the magnetic darth maul that falls in half i think that's silly um, i can't believe you've done this uh i would say that the the san diego comic-con black series Retro colors, both Edge, really cool. But probably my favorite is, I want to say Rax's Prime Star Killer. That is a cool figure, exclusive too. And uh, Crook. Okay. Breakfast food. What? <laughs> what? McGriddle. What? I put that in there to throw us off. Uh, I mean, throw him off. I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, bacon eggs is pretty sweet. I like bacon and eggs. That's a good breakfast. With some OJ. Villain. Overall, uh, probably Thrawn if he counts as a villain. I mean, depending on your perspective. From a certain point of view. Um, he does fight on the side of the Republic in the Civil War. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's weird because... You don't really ever have an attachment to Darth Sidious. So Sidious is the greatest villain of Star Wars. You know what I mean? But there's not really a... uh, I'm personally invested in Sidious. Huh? Well, I don't know. It's kind of like... I don't know. It's hard to explain. There's not an there's not a relationship to the villain like you have with the Joker or with um, with Darth Vader. Even you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like you get a pretty good, not in the movies very much, but in the books specifically, you get a lot of. I don't know. I have a lot of attachment issue from those moments. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Sidious is up there. You know who really could have been up there if he wasn't botched was was Snoke. Snoke. I was so invested in Snoke as a villain, and. I think that 
J.J. Abrams probably had big plans for him that ended up having to just be retconned to make the story make sense. Um, but from 2015 to 2017 or whatever year it was that The Last Jedi came out, I was like super invested in Snoke as a character. So, I mean, probably Thrawn, my favorite villain. He's the villain I root for the most. Yeah, for sure. That was a really loud gulp. Sorry. Y'all? Clone Trooper. I like Fox. Pons is a close second. I think his stuff is really cool. Wolf is really cool. Obviously, Rex has to be in there. Yeah, probably. But I just like the I like the colors, and I like the responsibility of, of Commander Fox. I think he's a cool character. I would like to see more of him, mm-hmm. but probably Cody. But growing up, Cody was my favorite. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was like one of the only ones everybody knew. By yeah, he was the only one that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's the only one that really got a name in uh, in the films. Um, and that's all we had for a long time. Fordo is that really cool red and white clone trooper from the original Clone Wars? That's just like shooting from the hip, and he just picks up another yeah, gun yeah, yeah, and he yeah. punches the droid. Um, that guy's pretty cool. And then. Uh, I mean the the squads from Ooh, Commander Greaves is also cool. Greaves. Greaves? Yeah, he would have been in charge of the uh the walkers. I think he was with uh who am I think? No, yeah, Commander Greaves. He's got uh I think he was in on Kashyyyk. Gree. Gree, sorry. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He was the guy that when the Clone Wars movie came out, he had the two Mohawks, and I was like, what's this guy got going on? Um but I would say the uh, the Omega Squad clones from the Republic Commando books. I have a more of, a, of an attachment to them because you get a whole books with them. But yeah. Alright, uh, video game. Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original release. Uh, yeah, two thousand five Battlefront Two is hard to beat. But the Force Unleashed is very very good. It probably, as far as. As a toy collector like myself, did more for Star Wars than any other game has done. All right. uh, Rebel. Nom Carver. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a gun. Shoot your dead bodies, just like throwing grenades down on you. For those of you who don't know, Nom Carver was one of the names assigned to the AI characters in Star Wars Battlefront 2 2005. That's really funny. Um, I'm trying to think outside of the box of like Luke on Leia, Chewbacca, Leia, or I just Leia. Um, Leia on the mind? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, Wedge is dope. Wedge is cool. Probably. Oh, you know what? Porkins, final answer. Oh, Porkins is a good one. Almost there. Are we getting Sbarro, Luke? <laughs> Luke? Luke, there's Sbarro at the airport. Are we going to go get some Sbarro? Luke? Mm. I also really like uh, Garazeb Aurelius. He's a cool character. He is from Rebels. But probably Wedge Antilles. Okay. Wedge Antilles. Imperial. Uh, it's a It's a tie between Tarkin and Thrawn for me. I don't think of Thrawn as a Imperial. Imperial to In the core mind. is definitely Tarkin. Tarkin for sure. Tarkin is like in the Empire for the Empire. He's, he's maybe even more invested in the Empire than Palpatine is. 
as yeah, as if far as like if I'm being the, honest, the empire goes for the empire. Yeah, yeah. Palpatine has the empire for the Sith's sake. Yeah, for he's empire for Palpatine, but Tarkin's yeah. all about the empire. Yeah, I agree. He even excuses the things that Palpatine does for the sake of the empire. Yeah, Tarkin's pretty dope. I would love to get more from him. More books. I think he'll be in um, more Tarkin books. I think he'll be in Bad Batch. Yeah. So that'll be fun. He is. It'll be cool to see him. Droid. It's hard not to say R2. Okay. K2 is also. Are way we up thinking in my of heart. when I was just writing these down? Any type of droid or specific droid? That, that was my question. You're the one that wrote it down. What did you mean? Well, I just I was thinking of I I was thinking of style of droid. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> um. Are you saying droid as in the CIS? A type of droid that you like. So like R2 units, astromechs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably say the YVH droids from Legends using Vong Hunters. They're pretty cool. I'm going to go HK droids. Also, very specific, but Proxy. Proxy. Is and he's a droid. great sidekick too. Yeah. If you want to go back that far. All right. Uh, lightsaber. You know. <laughs> Where are you going with that? I think my favorite might be Luke's green lightsaber. Because it's got elements of It's got a Qui-Gon. really unique hilt. It's got elements of Obi-Wan. Uh, Buri Yaga has a very cool lightsaber that's made out of rosher wood and it's a cross guard and it has a cross guard i think that's super dope that's hard to beat um i I, for myself if i made myself a lightsaber i always thought it'd be cool to have a wooden handle so for a brewery yaga to have that i think uh if you look up the uh, star wars legacy comics um there's a character named darth nil and he has like a saber staff Mm -hmm. and the end of the hilt not the blade end but the the butt end of it has a circle that he uses to like spin around. That's pretty freaking dope. So I'd say maybe Darth Nil. Uh, blaster. Uh, e thirty three. Boba Fett's blaster E thirty three. Or if I have, if I get off the beaten path, like we're saying, um, those bowcasters are pretty raw. Bowcaster. We'll keep cool. bow, bowcaster. Saber duel. Obi Wan and Anakin and Anakin on Mustafar. You can't beat that. Yeah, that's something that I really felt like Force Awakens was okay at it. There was no saber duel in the Last Jedi, and then there was. I think that they were trying to showcase how strong Kylo had become, but the duels in Rise of Skywalker were seemed very one sided. Um. Hmm. So. It's got to be Obi-Wan and Anakin. It's the best one. Yeah. Mandalorian. Favorite Mandalorian? Yeah. I know yours is Boba Fett. Boba Fett, if you're one of those plebs that doesn't count Boba Fett as a Mandalorian. Uh, Din Djarin's up there. Um, Mandalore the Indomitable is pretty cool. There's actually one from a book. Did you ever read the book called, um, oh my God, what's it called? It's an Old Republic book, and there's a Mandalorian in that book called Dow Striver. Mm-hmm. 
That's a really cool Mandalorian. That was uh starts with an I. Um Lethal Something Alliance. Fatal, Fatal Alliance. Alliance. Nice. Had to be quiet five so it wouldn't be loud. It was, it was a week five on purpose, guys. Um Douse Driver's really cool because it's uh she's kinda like almost in my mind, it's just a, kind of like a crocodile almost. Yeah. Those are cool. Um, I'm going to have to go Din, I guess. Din Djarin. Djarin. Yeah. Trilogy. The prequel trilogy. I would probably say the prequel trilogy is my favorite. I know um, people hate me for that. but I think less than you think. I think as people get older, you have those old heads who have been like, I was 35 when the original trilogy came out. Don't get me wrong. Out. The original trilogy is brilliant. But watchability, like rewatchability, I can rewatch the sequels way more than I can rewatch the other films. You mean the prequels? What did I say? You said sequels. Sorry, prequels. Yeah, I can rewatch the prequels all day. If I'm if I'm in the mood for Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith is what goes on the screen. Mm-hmm. If not that, Phantom Menace. Character that's only in books. Character that's only in the books. You know who I really, really like. Marcian Rowe. Marcian Rowe. He's the villain oh, from yeah. Light of the Jedi. He's going to be a sick character. Yeah. I think so, too. There's not enough of him to say that's my favorite that's only in books, but I agree. Because all my other favorites, they've been either mentioned or had a small appearance in films or yeah. TV shows. Like, for instance, like, Kukrook technically is on screen for the original Clone Wars, so I can't say him. Mm-hmm. And or comics like, count, too. Yeah. As books. So... Oh, uh, probably Darth Crate, maybe? It's a cool pick. Because, like, video games don't count, so you can't say Revan. Um, Thrawn obviously would have been number one, but I'm glad that he's been mm-hmm. introduced to other stuff. He's technically not in them yet. Well, he's, yeah, he's, he's in, in Rebels. Rebels. Oh, true. Um, and he's mentioned in Mandalorian, so. Yeah, I would say probably Darth Crate. Okay. I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with Martian Rowe. He's a sick villain. Mm-hmm. Final one. Favorite thing about Star Wars. Favorite thing about Star Wars. Uh, I think my favorite thing about Star Wars is how much different type of discussion it can introduce. Uh, there's a lot you can talk technology you can talk uh scientific Mm. theory you can talk philosophy you can talk uh existentialism you can talk spiritualism you know what i mean like there are there's just a bunch of different topics that you can introduce and star wars kind of threads the needle and all those things uh you have cool characters and i think it's just um you know with the exception of some recent uh things that have been produced it's kind of just an escape from the mundane nature of everyday life and the I don't know. It's just something that's cool to explore, and it just ties a lot of things together that I really enjoy, and I just it's always been special to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's a tough question. Uh, I would say, like you said, kind of the removal of my mind from everything that's going on, because you know I have a very very demanding job jobs going on and regular life and married life and kids and i feel like there's you know those are all really great things mm-hmm. um and so it's but they're things that i have to really put effort into 
for them to go well. And so every once in a while, specifically with work, if I don't on purpose take time to like rest Mm -hmm. and let my mind rest, I can't be the husband or the father or the pastor or other things that I need to be. Mm -hmm. And Star Wars is kind of that place where I can be kind of, I can enjoy it, but I can, uh, it's like a reprieve from Mm -hmm. everything. Um, You know, especially with this past year, no matter what side of the uh, political spectrum you were on, it was a bloodbath. It Mm -hmm. was a terrible year for anything political. It was a terrible year for division in the nation. It was a terrible year for freaking the worst plague in like a bajillion years. Like all this stuff, you know? And somehow, uh, if I can make it to Friday, there's going to be a new Mandalorian episode. Right. And for those 30 or 40 minutes, I'm, I'm in a different world. And, uh, and I think that's the reason that you have those emotional moments, me more so than a lot of folk. Uh, but you know, when Luke Skywalker came on the screen, that last episode of this season of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, you know, a childhood hero that I had read that I get the whole showing him as a human being and all those things from the last Jedi, I understand those things, but to see him in his capability and to see that put on screen in front of me. It was just such a beautiful moment. So I would just say the reprieve it gives me. And also, I I love just stories in general. Mm-hmm. And so Star Wars has produced so many stories that I can go to, and it just grows my imagination, and it grows, you know, all those things. And uh, it's, it's a unifier, you know. There are people that I've met because of Star Wars that I would never have known, mm-hmm. you know. People that watch the podcast, people that, you know, that watch our show that watch people that I've met because we watch other shows together or, you know, you like toys or whatever, like all these different things that are kind of silly by themselves. Somehow star Wars is the glue that holds all those things together. The laminin. The laminin. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a really cool thing. It's a, it's a once in a lifetime thing. I don't think there's any other saga. I love the Lord of the Rings. I love Harry Potter. I love all of those other Titans of the industry when it comes to story um, but maybe the combination of story and back in the day, the groundbreaking technology, I don't know what it was, but there's something about star Wars that nothing else can touch. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with I that. I think it's but. just the massiveness of it. Like they're introducing the concept of, um, and since EA lost their exclusive star Wars video games license, they're making a, an open world star Wars game. And my mind's just racing, trying to think how they're going to do it justice. Because if it's an open world game, mm-hmm. it means like, you can go anywhere in the game, but then it's Star Wars. So does that mean they're just can gonna I go off a, planet? Give you a planet? Are they going to have to introduce multiple planets? Yeah, it's not are Assassin's Creed do, where it's like here's the port that you're playing. Right? In. Are you having to do the the travel from planet to space, or is it like fast travel, kind of like Fallen Order? You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. And it's like it's uniquely challenging because it introduces all those different aspects. You have all those different stories. You have all these things, and it's even more unique because it's all tied together with the concept of the force. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like everything can be separate and intri- intricately connected all at the same time. Yeah. It's interesting. It's just, it's its own thing for me. It's just so expansive. Yeah. That it literally drags in everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's the other thing is it is that it's that same thing I'm talking about. It's that unifier because it has something for everyone. Yeah. If you're an artist, it's got beautiful art. If you're a storyteller, it's got amazing, compelling stories. If you're if you're in music, it's got you know beautiful music things. You know, I'm more of a beautiful visual. I, I'm I'm more of a visual guy, and Samuel's more of a audio guy as far as our our 
natural bends towards things. Like I've always been kind of like, uh, I love photography. I love to draw. I love those sort of things. Same as is much more talented than me musically. And so he can listen to the Mandalorian and be like, man, what a, what a composition for this soundtrack. And I'm like, do do do. Like, I don't know how it freaking works, but it sounds cool. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's one of a kind. It's mm-hmm. one of a kind. There's never, you know, it's kind of like when Lord of the Rings came out, it was really, really huge for like, you know, a few years. Mm-hmm. And then even by the time the Hobbit came out, people were like, yeah, I don't really care for the CGI though. You know, like there was just, com- I feel like there's just so much complaints and it's like, can you see the story through all this though? And I feel like Star Wars for the vast majority has done something that it transcends. It's just on a different level, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, uh, obviously I'm a UFC fan and I was listening to Conor McGregor talk about the guy he's fighting and he said, you know, Dustin, you know, he's a great, you know, he's a great fighter, but there's levels to this and he's great, but I'm on a different level. And that's just, to me, Star Wars is that next level that I, it's going to have to be a miracle for anything to ever get to that echelon of, of story of, of it's everything. It's freaking games, music, books, anything this that you want. is everything. <laughs> so I don't know. That's what's so cool. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a year. It's Can't believe year. it's been a year. It's been over 50 episodes. We made it. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. Uh, there's been so many rants. We've talked about cars. We've talked about burgers. We've talked about Fightful Goes West. We've talked about anything and everything on this show. And uh, I think one of the coolest things is when people write into the show or write in to talk to me or to talk to Samuel. One of the things that they appreciate the most is just the authentic, silly moments that we have. Mm-hmm. And so thank you guys. This is what we wanted when we start. When we thought about the show. We thought there are these talks that we're having in the car. And then we're going to, if you hang out at the Adam, there's these talks that we're all three having or whatever. And it's like, you think people would listen to want to hear this? And consistently, at least seven people every at week. Least anywhere between seven and 29 people. <laughs> but it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. And so we really appreciate you guys. We, we couldn't do this without y'all. And so um, I just want to thank everybody who's contributed. You know, this microphone was donated to the show. Um, the the stuff for the shirts that we make, we've had so much help with There's those things. Heads over there on just side, side of the table. Uh, these these were donated to the show. These these uh, bobbleheads. This figure was donated to the show. It's just I know that's little stuff, you know, stuff like this, but it makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we really appreciate you guys. And keep tuning in because we don't have any plans of stopping. And with so much Star Wars stuff coming out, uh, we're gonna have content for a long, long time. So thank you guys again. And uh, for the 53rd time, may the force be with you always. And um, for the more specifically 53rd time, because I only say it for our main episode. That's right. The only family you have here is me. We will see you next week.